ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's the Hungry Bear Podcast, episode number seven, The Millennial Falcon, a solo spoiler review with special guest Tony Petroni in the studio. This was a very fun episode, guys. I'm excited for you to listen to it. Hey, breakfast is ready. At some point, we'll get there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Hungry Bear Podcast coming to you live from the Eagle's ba, ba, Nest. Ba, ba, Friday night, ba, ba, cigars, whiskey, tequila. That's what we're sponsored by tonight. Um, what, the, what are we talking about today, Killer? Um, today's a solo spoiler review, right? Yeah, it's a solo solo. We've had a lot of people That's, really dogging on this for not spoiling movies. That seemed kind of counterintuitive to me. Yeah, I've had like five people ask us to start spoiling movies more often. And Keller, even, can you can you define a lot? I would like to know your <laughs> um, definition of a lot. Three. Hey, that's a new voice, guys. Multiple. Because of it, statistically, as far wow, as the number great. of your uh, podcast listeners, statistically, it's, <laughs> it's probably significant. It's a lot. If as we far as cast, humanity, not if many. If we were to cast lots, they would register as a receiving group. You think so? Like the Uman and the Thuman? <laughs> Tony Petronis <laughs> is here to dog on me all. That's the only reason why we invited him on. <laughs> yeah, we have a new voice in the uh, in the studio today. Obviously, you heard him last week. It's Tony Petroni, the Tony Petroni, at the Tony Petroni on Twitter and Instagram. We're we'll set one up for him. times you say Tony Petroni? <laughs> as much as I can. I'm just plugging the name. Where did Tony Petroni. Tony. Um... I always heard I it as like Peter Hurt calling. Peter Hurt said like it. Grande Patron. No, it's and Jake Schwab. Oh, Jake Schwab. Yeah, Jake Schwab said that I'm Grande Patron. Oh, that's right. Okay, and then and I chatted to Jake Schwab. Yeah, and then I started saying Tony Patroni. So I am Congrats. the greatest. Oh, okay. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, all, all so um, he's going to get a shout out to himself there. Let's get right into um, it. Um, solo. Um, I really love this movie. Um, I know all of us here have seen it. Beside one of our producers, but I guess he's going to see it tomorrow. So, hey, hope this is We're good for you, bud. For him, yeah. Um, I don't know how we, I, I mean, if we just want to kind of freehand talk about it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Keller, you have some notes. I saw you taking notes in the theater next to me. Oh, I feel like that's like taking it. away from the movie. I already, I already seen it But this it was once. the second oh, time okay. we saw it twice. It was the second time, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the second time was purely academic, so... Goodness, dude. We're also right next to an airport where a plane's taking off. <laughs> Jet-fueled engine over there. That was the Millennium Falcon taking off. Um, so I know I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, I think, better than all of the new ones that have come out. And I don't know if it was because of the um, – there's a lot of faint, like, nodding to the old movies that did a really good job of kind of blending in the old – um, I feel like it not only had ties to the old movies, but even more to the side, like the Clone Wars TV series, even a little bit in the Rebels. But it was those fanatics that have stayed true to just the Star Wars world. It, it was a movie that that if you're deeply invested, was satisfying and entertaining. But even if you don't, we saw it with some people who had never seen any Star Wars movies. It's still an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like it strengthened oh, yeah. a lot of 
the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are also, like you said, Jonas, a lot of nods, but I felt like it was the, the one of the new Star Wars movies that had the least amount of pressure on it with the highest ceiling. There's a lot that set it up for success, just in the characters that they're recycling. I also but, feel um, like it had a lot, of, a lot of pressure. It had a lot of people that were worried that it was going to be bad. No. But saying that, it, we were just looking at this. Um, Caleb brought up an interesting point, which I wanted to get to at some point. We can do it right away. Was this movie has made Disney lose $50 million. Really? It has gotten it's terrible in the box office. I mean, the critics what? don't like it that much. The fans Why? are dogging it because oh, I. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Dog it. I think. That's impossible. <laughs> I think one of the biggest reasons is because of episode eight and how much everybody hated that, that there is kind of a, a backlash and a lot of people just don't go see it. They're just writing bad reviews. Hmm. That's what I think. I don't know. Are see, they looking that, at. That is not. <clears throat> that, that's. That is. You can't make a Star Wars movie lose $50 million because eight or nine. You know, guys get on the internet and write their Facebook Yeah, but it's not eight or nine. There's tons of people. I'm sorry, dude. People Big time fans are revolting against Disney. Uh, no, that is not who drives this. The major, the big time fans, that's probably $1 million worth of viewership. The majority of the revenue that comes in on these movies is your average movie goer. So of all the reasons why, here's, here's the thing. One, it started getting bad press from the very beginning it started it was questionable why isn't star wars releasing a trailer on this it was just there was a it was a constant flow of questionable press that was coming out on this the release date too which and then to drop that in may after a bunch of these other big movies had released and when everybody was on board with black panther and and in the Avengers movie, mm. all that ended up happening was that you just lose momentum because not every people aren't going to go see all the movies. That's you, just not going to happen. Do you think too because it's not as a, I would say family based movie as in like the other ones that would take away some because people are not taking families as much. No, because Rogue One wasn't. Yeah, that's true. And so, what was this movie rated? On what? Oh, oh like PG, uh, PG thirteen, thirteen. Yeah, but I took my kids to see the Last Jedi and Sam is. An infant, and he—he's pretty. He, he's pretty talking sure about it this morning. I know he does, and I've—I and this is where I've just given up on parenting. I've realized that <laughs> I've just—I, you know, if I like it, then the kids are going to like it. Um, I was—I was thinking in the theater too. I don't know if this is a like necessarily a kid movie. Like there were some scenes. I don't know if you could uh, remember any, but like there were some scenes that I was like, this is not. But you know what is interesting is that it's not dark. Yeah, I was going to say there because wasn't... Because thematically, I mean, thematically, honestly, the other movies, uh, especially the... I mean, I have more issues thematically with trying to unravel some things with my kids on the the three... Or the mainstream movies, the, not the original trilogy, but um, Last Jedi, and, and they like it, and they enjoyed it, and they're not sophisticated enough to, to ask the, some of the questions, but there's some things thematically that I'm looking at going, you know, I'm like, this is what something. like the the philosophy that's being preached or oh to like some the degree underlining yeah I feel like underlining Pacific there's multiple things in it. I mean it's a there's an existential angst and obviously it's like trying to capture Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. but Empire Strikes Back wasn't 
this existential problem. It was a problem because the narrative of the story was going south. Yeah. Right. Han Solo is in carbonite. It's circumstance. Right. It's, not, it's circumstantial. Uh-huh. This is one that's saying there's actually a hopelessness. Huh. And at the end, it's like it's expressing hope. It's almost that, depressing. Well, because when, you know, when Luke is like, you know, I'm every never, single thing no. you said is wrong. This is not going to end the way you think it will. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just, honestly, it's just not that great a movie. I mean, it's entertaining, and, and my kids loved it because it had walkers in it. And what, the Imper- Last Jedi? Yeah. And okay. the Imperial Walkers were like, that was the only reason why my kids thought it was awesome. Yeah. So... Tony, I know you love, I mean, you didn't love it, but you really enjoyed this last movie. Is there something specific that really made you like it, or just the whole movie itself was kind of a good nod to the old ones, or like it kind of added more? Did you enjoy it? I, I did. I didn't hear you speak anything about it yet. I did. I thought it was good. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was the least Star Warsy of the new ones. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, and there was no, it wasn't, it wasn't driven by this, this meta narrative that you know the honestly the the Kylo Ren Ray storyline is just causing my head to just be, <laughs> to be tired. It's just so yin and the yang. It's but a yin. Yeah, it's totally like let's just <laughs> compound like you know universal tension and and the the good and the bad and how it has to coexist. And I'm just like this is. A, it felt like it was getting back to a simpler dynamic. Well, it's just a story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's all, and that's why people liked People didn't love Star Wars because of the Eastern philosophy of the Force. People loved Star Wars because it was like, it was a space opera. It was like a space Western. That's what the Solo movie was. I got to be honest with you. I didn't even affiliate it with so, with Han Solo most of the time. Yeah. Huh. I mean, yeah. the kid was interesting on his own, but I didn't watch it going, yeah, this is Han Solo. I watched it going, this is a kid with Chewbacca flying yeah. the Millennium yeah. Falcon. And I was like, that was interesting. And I think that's that's what we talked about because at the beginning, I know there was this big um, expectation of like, is he going to live up to what um, Harrison Ford did? Um, as Han Solo, and that is what we came out of. I know Keller and I did when we first left. Was like this movie was great, and he did a great job. I thought it more of a character itself, not as Han Solo per se, or maybe it was kind of like Han Solo, but it just I didn't feel like it was living up to anything. I feel like Woody Harrelson, Beckett, who he plays in the movie, I almost thought he was Han Solo. That I don't know if you guys felt that that like what he grows into and yeah. what you see in the later films is Beckett. Yeah. And just his mentality, who he is, what he does. Kind of how that all weighs on you over yeah. time of just doing, uh-huh. like, swindling people all the of time. Like, you, you like, are you ready to be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life? And then... It, yeah, you know. it was less to me about, like, like Tony said, like, it was less to me about Han Solo as it was kind of a, a larger perspective of this kind of gang culture in this universe. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I, I said, exactly what Tony said on the last podcast, that it felt like a space western, where it, what was uh, entertaining about it was not, mm-hmm. oh, this, like, remembering or reminiscing about Han Solo, but it was the the culture and the, the banter, the back and forth, the pace, the double crossing. You know, it didn't even have to be necessarily a young Harrison Ford. It just had to be... You know, the story was there. It was entertaining mm-hmm. enough on its own that there wasn't as much pressure on the main role. I think that these, these movies have a chance of actually becoming 
really popular again, and I think they've been popular, but when they get away from the areas of the canon that people try to relate to. Because everything goes back to if it's Luke and Leia and Han and Chewbacca. Which you think is that, which, is that, well, what you the think they're trying to do they're with doing killing it, well, yeah. off? So here's what's happening. They're, yes, they're they're introducing it just enough. It either they the reason why people like those stories is because of the characters that were in the original stories. Mm-hmm. So all that they've done was just teased enough of the original characters, then pulled them away, and then honestly stuck in characters that you just don't care. Yeah, like yeah. if 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 Finn gets killed, oh, we're like if he would have died, you're waiting oh, for the next. You're like okay, Luke scene, yeah. yeah, right. Whereas if in the original one, people care more about R two D two in these movies <clears throat> than they care about any of the living flesh people, yeah. and yeah. so it's like. So they just need to get away from from that. They either keep it needs jumping to jump the shark to to make these people even right. more above. They either whatever. need to. They should have either stuck, which you know that Harrison Ford wasn't going to do it because he thought he should have died a long time ago in these movies. But don't you, we all? <laughs> you either want you either want Han Solo and Luke and Leia with the the end of their like their late life story in this narrative, not just a cameo that tries to some way loosely tie it in with the old stories because the route of it is is that they're trying to capture something that cannot be recreated because as the only person here that actually saw Star Wars <laughs> in the theater I'm pretty sure I was there um, <laughs> in spirit I saw episode 3 Revenge of the Sith in the theaters I saw all the first ones uh, <laughs> those aren't real movies so <laughs> oh, I am Sean Christensen <laughs> so I mean so I, the, it was a zeitgeist of the time I mean we mm-hmm. weren't over there wasn't a giant that's redundant Hey, Caleb, could you look that word up for no, us? That's redundant because um, it would be you, just a zeitgeist, zeitgeist. Not, a, not a zeitgeist of the time. Because zeitgeist means spirit of the time. So We're over so many people's heads right now. Of the time. Listen, you doofus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't correct me. Yes, sir. This is the Gotcha Podcast. Yes, my <laughs> Yes, I'm uh, looking there. We're getting some behind the scenes here. Um, oh, I yeah, you were right, Keller. Um, what? It's the, it's the divine of the spirit times. or mood of a particular period of history, as shown by the ideas and beliefs of the time. So my my plight, high school education can get you. I think my plight <laughs> with uh, with what we we're just talking about, um, trying to recapture this feeling um, from the original trilogy and the new movies that we're seeing now, is very similar to my plight with Greek culture, where we're writing currently on the successes of people two thousand years ago. And we're assuming that just because we incorporate these people, then it makes us equal. Could you, you know? please be more specific with this analogy that you're trying to Greek. twist in? I talked about it on one of the pre- previous podcasts. I've heard it. You should listen. It's, yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> you should do your research. It's good. <laughs> um, so, any... Do you want me to but expound it, on yeah, it? Expound on it. Yeah, we have time. Because you've never time. expanded on it before. Hey, we have radio time, so just keep it rolling. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is more like a radio show than anything. No, it's great. Um, other spinoff movies? Do you want to talk about that? Well, yeah. I mean, well, they just uh, what do they just do? They just announced they're going to do the Boba Fett movie. Um, right I also think came out. that. With revealing, because this is obviously... Are we doing spoilers? We're spoiling. Yeah, this is a spoiler. Having Darth Maul in the end, you have to have some sort of Obi-Wan something coming on. 
Yes. It's been yes. rumored. I want to talk about this because I was talking with Tony about this the other day. And I think, and I know, was, you know, Jonas was just saying it, I believe that at some point I, they have to do this because that's what I think they love. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Yeah. Coming back. He's still young. Now, you don't want him to have to make a movie, though. Not buddy, have to. It's okay. not going to be. But I think it would be fun for them to bring the character back because that was the one character that they everybody liked from the prequels. And I think, like, to make him have a movie that gives him justice, I mean, I don't know. I think that would be fun. So yeah. here's the deal. Here's why that's not going to happen. But I... Because well, the Darth Maul character... The art of the deal with Tony Warner. These these movies are standalones. They don't... They tie into the original narratives. That's all they're supposed to do, is they have these little strings that create connectivity to the original, the original six movies. That's all they're for. So throwing Darth Maul in at the end, all that is is to cause all the little Star Wars fans to just Twitter away at all the possibilities when in reality there is no plan. Darth well, Maul, and Darth Maul's dead. So He's not dead. It, and this is where if you pay attention to the Clone Wars series. You, wait, Clone Wars series, is that the cartoon? Yeah, the cartoon? The cartoon, yes. Yeah, I don't pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, and I know that. Because that comes on when my kids watch, like, you know... <laughs> They watch Larva on Netflix. Yeah, and then I mean, that. I would if I mean, obviously, I'm not a parent. Larva, I would totally tune out if as you well. Never Larva is more interesting than the Clone Wars. Okay, uh, easy okay. Now. come on. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> condescend to embracing the Clone Wars for for us younger generation. Sophia the are, First is honestly the best cartoon <laughs> I've ever seen. Peppa the Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia the First really just brings um, women to the f- the front. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Um, but if you pay attention to the Clone Wars, they revive him in that they show that he ends up being dumped on this, I mean, like Day a trash world, and they pretty much bring him back. And there's this whole revival of Darth Maul and how he's not a part of the Sith Order. So you believe that a movie that was seen by millions... With a tie-in by another movie that was seen by millions, is going to be buoyed up by a cartoon that was seen by seven little kids. And that's what I was saying about the <laughs> like you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to give like a thirty-minute explanation before the movie starts. Now here's why this guy is in the movie, and we're actually going to spend seven hundred and fifty million dollars on this movie so that you'll understand the story of Darth Maul. I don't think they it, need to. It would take a box office beating, but I think it would be a. There's no chance. Only, only well, the. I'm trying to cite some sources here, but he already has one source. Um, Our I producer. Find, I find two or three more. That is it says, a source or is it just uh, some guy that's online that posts that's, it that's in a box? That's why yeah, that's to what find three mm-hmm. more that it, that. Um, Put it in a three more guys, like three more dudes on like Jonas Reddit to say, oh yeah, they're Clone doing Wars? it for sure. I can't type. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about the actual uh, Obi Wan movie. If Caleb can type faster, so we're getting away from Darth Maul. Well, that would be part of the Obi Wan movie because I, at some point, because you oh yeah, Darth Maul and Obi Wan have to because they, they did, have to collide and. And it's already been D-Law, done, are, D-Law are expert um, Star Wars. Rebels. Yeah, didn't um, this already happen? It kind of happened, yeah. I guess. Like what you're describing what is, a, is, a happen, is a movie that they've already done, just not well. No. The, no, So Phantom Menace was the initial uh, conflict between Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. But what David was, uh, David Sandy Sanderlin, we had him on first or second podcast, 
um, lost episodes. What he was talking about was in another cartoon that I'm Rebels. sure you love um, that I've not seen. But what cartoon is that? Yeah, it's Star Wars Rebels. It's your like kids. I guarantee I've seen it. it apparently, <laughs> there's no another. Doubt. Apparently, there's an there's yeah they a, don't like it. A conclusion to the Obi-Wan and Darth Maul storylines already. Yeah. Precludes the idea of there being a future Obi-Wan movie. Won't happen. Whoa. Can't happen. Well, according to three things, they're going to be shooting in 2019. According yeah, to three I think Cinema, Cinema Blend. Because it goes off of what you're saying. Cinema Blend. You only have a small sample. Darth Maul would appear. You have a small sample of I people that... Cool. But listen, why would you show him in this movie just to be like, oh, this would be... Like, why would We're you bring that right up? Now. To so bring well. in all those other millions of people that have not seen and don't pay attention to these cartoon TV shows that the to diehards watch are watching. That. And so yeah, you can give a small sample and a small preview. Okay, you can give a backstory. Okay, you can have them dropping in and then just shortcut all of what happened in the Clone Wars and those that know about it will be able to see like oh hey like I know what happened they know and they'll recognize that and then other people will be filled in and then you go from there yes ESPN's gonna drag Disney down before this happens anyway so <laughs> yeah, they need to cut them off <laughs> this is gonna you be you know Cup of the Pig which we they just brought back they just constantly outrates ESPN they just brought back Oberman to ESPN. Yes, yeah, like that. that's like saying, "Well, there's, we need more icebergs around the Titanic." Yeah, there's they're doubling is, and tripling and quadrupling down on the things their, that don't work. Don't slam that door on their thank you on their don't idea. Don't slam the door in this day. Or the yeah. things that worked. People want politics in sports, and it's skewed by their social media. Which is, are we going to get into this? I mean. Yeah, go ahead. It's skewed by them thinking that social media is indicative of the American public when really it's like a 15% representation and that representation is 95% or something like that, 15 to 35-year-olds. Dude, don't you know that like the guys that are at the tailgate watching Crimson Tide, don't you understand that their whole reason why they're there is to is debate to policy? <laughs> Like that's their purpose. <laughs> like we gather at the football game because we want to talk about we whether hear or not about police crime. Yeah. Gosh. So thus far, an Obi Wan standalone supposedly has this working title called Joshua Tree. <laughs> oh. Good album. <laughs> Good album. Um, a director of the film in Stephen Daldry, and I guess Don't George Lucas is involved. Of oh, course. No. That was three weeks ago. Gosh, insane. So. Lucas you, is involved. It, you're going to bring well, back Hey, Jar did Jar you know L- Lucas was involved in the Han Solo movie? So in what way? Just uh, so when um, Lucas Arts did he like? No, no, no. Mix listen, listen. The laser when fire? Ron Howard he took over. Sound effects. When Ron Howard took over as director, he told he was you know he's still really good friends with really good friends really good. with yeah. um, um, uh, George Lucas because of um, American Graffiti and all that stuff that he brought him back in um, to be an advisor on this movie. So he actually put in ideas and stuff for the Han Solo movie. Which so. makes sense because it's like, I mean, it goes back to the the narrative that he would have yeah. had to have fleshed out in his head. So that brings the question. I wonder what, like, because I know somebody was talking about the other day. Do you think he was really thinking for on those kind of things? Like, did he have this whole universe really put together when he... So like, back, a, like a Tolkien? Like, no joke. Yeah. Back when I was a kid, there was... 
discussions about how there were multiple Star Wars movies that he had made because there was an interview back in the 70s after Star Wars but before I think it was before Empire Strikes Back where he talked about it was it was developed it just didn't have it wasn't concrete and it took him all those years later to do the other movies the the three prequel movies to round out the the story but they were so poorly done that it just it you know it just about killed the whole you know Star Wars universe. So, huh. uh, but the, the discussion was back even you know thirty years ago or so that it was that was the it was known that George Lucas had said that there was a, a developed universe that there was more to it that there was pre stories and everything but he could only he was an unknown you know he you know he only had a couple of movies under his back so what book belt like. Was that THX 1132 yeah. or whatever that was? Yeah. And then American Graffiti. Yeah. So people weren't really willing. Ron Howard was in that too. American well, yeah, Graffiti. that's what he was saying yeah. was that was their connection. That was their connection. That's why he brought them on set and all stuff because of – he told um, – my dad was watching an interview of this, and it was Ron Howard talking about it at the time, George Lucas – he was asking George, what's next after this movie? And George was like, well, I'm thinking of space. And Ron Howard said, I will never frontier. direct one of those movies for you. That sounds crazy. <laughs> and that's, and then, and then, and wait, go ahead. Oh, so, yeah, sorry. I, I was asking him what the writers of the solo, and it was Lance. Uh, it was, who was the Kazan brothers. Yeah, it's Kazan's. Is it the brother or father-son? I thought Lawrence. Because Lawrence a, is the one that wrote the I think it's a flat. nephew and an aunt. They're bros. I think that's right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the Kasdan brothers. They, the they were in a mothers. fraternity together. <laughs> <laughs> they're Kasdan. They're just not related. <laughs> so Lawrence Kazan, he's looking up, but I'm pretty sure he's the one that did Empire Strikes Back, and that was my by far my favorite movie. And then he also did Force Awakens, right? And then, um, and then they did this one, which I think is by far one of the best movies. So, do you guys have a, a favorite scene out of this movie? Kind of diving back into the actual movie. I thought there were a number, like we said, there were a number of scenes that were kind of a nod, like a quick little reference. Um, but I think there's there's a... There's Star Wars archetypes, it feels like. Like, there's the over-talkative robot. There's the lovable alien pilot, you know, that's not, like, a main role or whatever, but... The fact that gravity exists in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. there's there's always <laughs> really noticeable and really, like, um, memorable flight scenes, especially in these new movies. I think they've done a really good job of... Um, like capturing the the whole like the the space the flying battle you know, and there are a number of scenes in this solo movie where obviously his like dream is to be a pilot, um, and he's trying to prove himself as the best pilot. Uh, but there are a number of scenes like uh, on the train robbery. I love that scene. It felt like a space western. Yeah. Um, and there was there's a really cool scene where he like jumps in this ship. As it's sliding off the off the train, and he has to you know fly it before it it falls and wrecks and all that. There were just so many really cool flight scenes where they jumped hyperspace through uh, the maelstrom or whatever. And he's, I love when you're saying these nods that you see the Millennium Falcon and it's in its pristine 
condition and you have the mint escape condition. yeah mint condition and then when they land on I, I forget the planet and it's just trash and Han Solo's like she's oh gosh yeah she's a beaut and honestly it really reminded me of <laughs> of Dante <laughs> how you get these mid condition things? You beat how the I tar can't. out of it. I thought and he then met like, him physically. Like <laughs> when we got him, he was mint. Now <laughs> he he's just that, that too personally. But even Ross like his truck, his truck where he gets it, it's in mint condition. He just beats the tar out of it. And he looks at it. And he's like, hey, this thing a, is a beaut. Yeah, it's made to be worked. Okay, <laughs> it's a, and you're still making big payments on it. Is just as Han Solo's betting to get the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Dante and I have been I, talking about how to lose our escape pods. Lose <laughs> <laughs> as much weight as possible. <laughs> hey, speaking of, a quick little, uh, you've started the superhero workout, the Thor workout, right? Yeah, yeah. it sucks. I can't walk. <laughs> I literally fell down the stairs. <laughs> no, he fell out of his bunk bed. He lives in the, he sleeps in the top bunk. No, I live in the ceiling. Do you know what crashed. that workout is? That's That workout is the gluten diet of workouts. Well, I'm it's a good fad to make you feel like you're doing something. Well, yeah. But, but in reality, if you just kind of walked around more well, instead we'll, of we'll driving see, trucks oh, and uh, running them into we'll, stuff. We'll see, I, I've run stuff. What? What are you talking about? It's not me. I feel like. Excuse me, sir. I feel you like, got that brush guard on it. <laughs> Yeah, I did, I did hit. I have, I have hit one thing with it. That was embarrassing. But it was a good thing I had What that. did you hit? I hit the uh, a, pa- a stack of... The 450? Um, no, no. Oh, my gosh. I hit a pallet of stone. That's a good um, thing. You ran. No. It's I like the front it. part of it, so you ran into it. Yeah, I ran into it. I couldn't see it. Um, but it's fine because I had the brush guard, so it was all good. Shout um, out but to yeah, it's, been, it's been good. Uh, my gluten diet, I guess, has been great. Um, <laughs> are you are you eating anything different? No, I'm just eating smaller portions and stuff here and there. One quarter portion. Wait, wait to bring wait to bring it full circle there. You are like a thin version of that guy. <laughs> it's like what, if, if very you, judicious. What is his name? No, I was meaning physically. <laughs> Your I'm nose, just keep puffing your, nose. your nasal features are <laughs> very comparable. Okay. I'm glad like you the tip of your nose kind of features. well, the tip of your nose kind of covers your upper lip, so it's it's a very comparable. <laughs> Pros and cons. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, let's just get this off of me and go um, back to the movie. Um, I don't think it was on you. I think it was on Keller's. I can tell you the worst part. Of the, I can tell you the two best scenes in the whole movie. I can tell you the best scene and the worst scene. Okay, go for All it. All right. The worst scene is is space octopus that just oh yeah that is flying after them. I'm like, this is dumb. And then that was terrible. But they had to include that apparently that. in order for the parsecs. Hey, for well, him making there's always he, a bigger fish. the Kessel Run in 13 parsecs. Well, no, so he could drop the so they could drop the escape pod off the front, so it looks like the regular Millennium Falcon. Yeah, That's okay, true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, but the best scene, and it was brief, was when the Imperial destroyer shows up. Oh, in yeah. the little vortex That's there. Cool. Oh, and was yeah, it? Cool. Uh, is it Lando that has the line, or is it Beckett that has the line, like? Oh, I would run in this. He's like, okay, just flips yeah. it around. Yeah, that was a great line, Jonas. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. memorable. <laughs> I'm trying I will to think. say, 
I'm trying to think what I thought was the best scene because I think. Let me think about I'm this. Trying to think what I thought, what I think, and think. What about you, Keller? What's your favorite scene? I already. Yeah. Already oh yeah. Did you say? Sorry. What's your worst scene? Uh, if you had one. I liked the uh, Lando Calrissian character overall. But there was a couple scenes where he felt really awkward. I'll tell you what my least favorite was. Just as a character, you know, in in whole was L3. And I know that it was kind of a a reference to in Episode 5 when L3's part of the ship and she's giving C-3PO sass or whatever. But it just felt like it was pandering to the current social Was that Was the voice of L3 the same one as um, Phasma? I think so. Brienne of Tarot. Yeah. Brienne. Yeah. I feel like it was similar to... Who's the... In Rogue One, the the comedic guy, I can't think of him Alan now. Turdick? Yeah. It's, they, I feel like they're trying to portray the same character. Yeah, Very comedic. No one can be Alan Turdick. Yeah, well, yeah, no. He's awesome. This one was just obnoxious. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was in Firefly, so you can't disparage him. No, he's I'm talking not, about he's talking about L three. Yeah. Oh. He's he, yeah. Come on. I'm gonna hey, calm come down. Come at me. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> through this microphone. I feel like off of Lando's character, you what you're shan't. saying, <laughs> what you're saying, Killer, that the the scene where he's coming down to, they're going into the Millennium Falcon, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I park." I park it so no smugglers will take it, and then they, like, cut through the gate, and they got to take the boot off of it. I feel that Donald Glover is just, you can tell he's clearly acting. He's not who he is. He's trying well, to be. I was going to ask that next of, like, according to the casting, they did a really good casting on, on this as a whole, but for Han Solo and Lando, did you think they did a good job? I know you kind of already hinted at it, Tony, um, about the kid. Like, you didn't really think it was um, – Han Solo, but like Lando itself, I know you can keep talking what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that it was just, it was too much of Donald Glover trying to be what we know as Lando prior. And there was great scenes where you have uh, him, oh, I, I, I don't know why I'm forgetting her name. Um, Miller Clark? Yeah, what, what's the... I don't remember. Kira. Kira. Kira, yeah. He's like kissing her hand, not and you I, have Han Solo like, hey, back off my girl. And he's talking with her, flirting with her, and like... Great, great scene. But then you have him then just trying to. Well, he was definitely trying yeah. to just imitate, do an impersonation of Billy, mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams. But then when he and was just himself, it, it was great. Nobody's going to imitate Billy D. Oh, Williams. Oh, yeah. He's so smooth. Not you the, can't replicate the swag. No. The. And that's why it's got to be the Billy D. Williams. Yeah. And so Donald Glover's great. I love him. When he was himself. When it was him in L3, it just felt like the Millennial Falcon. Wasn't he <laughs> in. God. <laughs> I think you could hold on to that line. <laughs> you have Josh. been working on that for that days. He's, been, he's been stewing you, on that one. He's like, I just can't wait waiting until I can drop I, this line. Yeah, you can just you can just leave you're now just because jealous. you've done everything. You're jealous of one liners. Hold on, listen. Portion. I knew I knew you were gonna come at, me at some point during this podcast. Try to tarnish. He's Your reputation since the legacy. beginning. <laughs> My legacy. It's been one dude since the beginning. So, so what were we? T- oh, wasn't Donald Glover in um, Community? Oh, shh. Atlanta. Martian. The Martian. Yes, he was. He was the mathematician was the, yeah, in that. I never uh-huh. saw that, and I've been yeah. wanting to. You've it's never a, seen that movie? It's his favorite it. movie. Are you serious? Dude, it's well, it's not my favorite, but it What's is close. Like, it is yeah. great, and, I it's, when and it I'll came tell you out. why it's so good. Because the book. 
is brilliant. Oh, the book is fantastic. And it's one of the very few movies that does that does justice to a book that's that great. Really, it is that. I, is I that was just so talking last great. night about how I I want to see that. I just I loved that movie. I, the book was so compelling. What, what were we watching that that came up? It was, was that a trailer for Serenity. It was one of the Serenity like the writers. Now. Serenity. Insanity <laughs> later. Yeah. Serenity now, George. Insanity later. <laughs> We yeah, are going to have a festivus here in a minute which, if you're not careful. Oh, man. Sir, uh, airing of grievances. <laughs> um, you gotta, I got to wrestle you. A little Seinfeld. Um, yeah, Serenity is a trailer that I think we should talk about in, a, in an upcoming podcast. I don't yeah. want to talk about it right now. You know what we need to have? Mm-hmm. A, you know what we need? I, I will be, make another guest appearance if oh, we okay. do a podcast. Glad that you made that decision. If we do a podcast, <laughs> this will elevate your like listenership by double. So we just like- lost five euros. <laughs> Viewers, euros. I thought you said euros. We lost five euros on that. You will double to twenty-four people after me. <laughs> Here's the thing: I want to do one on comedians and cars. Getting coffee. No, that'd be Uh, great. Season six, I think technically is what it is, was announced uh, just yesterday, I believe. And they have, he he let out a number of of guests that he's having, like Jerry Lewis, Dave Chappelle, Zach Jerry Lewis? Yeah. The Jerry Lewis. And all this bitterness and anger. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that looks, I think Alec Baldwin's doing another one. Oh, Dave Chappelle would be great. So good. Dave Chappelle. Man, I, that might be my favorite show to just watch it every is now and then. So it makes me want to hang out with Jerry Seinfeld so bad, uh-huh. and I don't like famous people, but he is brilliant. I think I it, would, Tony, is you're the one that said it that he's what makes him a great comedian. He's a, just a great conversationalist. He's good. He's, right. Yeah, he's just so funny in well, the way he conversates. Yeah, he's a critical thinker. He's a genuinely funny guy, where he can spin anything. And make it, you know, kind of light. I think that's fun to fun to listen to. And he's a big car guy that never a comes across. In, yeah, he's a total gearhead. A it petr- never comes across yeah, in, in Seinfeld. Head. Petrol head. Other than his sob. Petrol. Petrol. Back to your ass. So, Tom, Tom so anyway, back to our Tom viewers. Back to the viewers. I'm glad you guys are watching this. Um, I'm watching still trying to think podcast. of like what a favorite um, scene was. And I just can't. I can't. Least favorite. Uh, my least favorite. Oh, man. I got another least favorite. You guys took some of them. <laughs> All go, right. go ahead. Another least favorite is when the Marauder unveils herself, oh, and uh, it's a fourteen-year-old girl, cringe. and you're like, well, "Did this you is did you ever dumb. think it was Woody Harrelson's daughter?" No. I don't. I don't know if that was. I know, like, Dila and I, I thought had it was, I thought this it was idea. Killer's doppelganger. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> she could probably grow just as good of a mustache as I can. Whoa. She oh, had yes. a better one. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the biggest disappointment of the movie for me. It was like this character was so cool. It was totally cool. Okay, it was, yeah. like, it was like the the Tuscan Raider of the region or whatever is what it felt like. Or more organized. And then you also had this <laughs> it was built up with this syndicate <laughs> lord. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think I think one We're of my evolving. favorite I think one of my favorite scenes I was just looking on this I think one of mine and this wasn't that big a deal but I think it was cool how he got his last name 
Like, I think they did a pretty good, a kind of good job with that. I think it was kind of a... Had, yeah. Had that background uh, with Which, with being involved with the Empire, had that ever been hinted at? Yeah. So, in the there's a... Oh, it's a book series. Is that right? I'm looking at my Star Wars nerd you know, over here. You know what a book is? Yeah. I think I've read, a, I've read like, two. Well, I've listened to it on audio. Christo. Yeah, Carmen and Christo. <laughs> Because you bring that up at you least watched once it a on week. Audiobooks? I've watched it on audiobooks. <laughs> he viewed it. <laughs> got audio. Audible.com is amazing viewership. Dude, it is so great. You can watch the whole book. Um, it takes about eight hours. It's called a movie. It's, yeah, it's called Reading. Which is Jim Caviezel did a really good job. The original viewership. <laughs> Like, sorry, what did they talk about it in a book? Oh, Jim Caviezel and uh, Jim Caviezel, and, and Count of Monte Cristo, Cristo was a great, <laughs> <was> a brilliant <laughs> role. <laughs> I had to take that movie or that book as my life, so that's why. Um, anyways, well, I find it interesting because there's a lot of similarities there. I find it interesting that sorry, <laughs> bring that back. Inner, inner chesting. <laughs> you feel it in your inner chest. <laughs> This is how deeply you feel about this. It's in from your inner chest. Okay. Hey, Dante, do you have anything to actually say right now? I'm trying to do this at the same time. Because we had to talk about your inability. You were just talking about. Hold on. We need to stop for a second and acknowledge your inability to use the human language <laughs> with any form. We, we just let at him, any level. We just let him truck through. English, Spanish. And he'll get let's, a concept for We'll get to the underlining is, point. Maybe right But hold on. You need to explain <laughs> that Thank you... Thank you. This is ESPN The Ocho. We're signing off right now. You've had multiple strokes, <laughs> which is which has lent itself to there's your inability st- to speak. There's a lot of stress here um, at the El Ranchero. <laughs> and I get a lot of strokes every now and then. I can't speak. <laughs> Hey, so I've got another great scene. So though. the greatest little flaw of us long. <laughs> Hold on, I got another good scene. So I, I actually, because you're talking about Han Solo as a, as a, I don't Han even Solo. know. He's not a stormtrooper, whatever the. He's a mud mud trooper. Mud yeah. trooper. Yeah, whatever the minions mud of the helmet. empire are. So he he like that battle scene. I thought that was like that was actually the most authentic like combat. In any of the Star Wars yeah, movies, absolutely. oh yeah, like it that was like gritty. okay, it was real gritty. It was trenches. I was like, okay, this is I, that was. I thought that was interesting. I thought that yeah. was really good. The whole movie could be done about like Empire actual, and combat, yeah. and yeah. The closest thing to it was Empire. It was Empire Strikes Back on on Hoth. And then the scene, then the scene where where they're flying away, and you see all of the the, the destruction and yeah, the battle the going on. Right, right, right. And then uh-huh. there's one part where Han says. Like we're we're the hostiles. We're that's kind of a, a different perspective of the empire, uh, mm-hmm. similar to the video game. Mm-hmm. Well, I was another thing I was thinking um, to talk about on this. I want to talk about was um, kind of the evolution of Han, and like at, towards the end of the film, you started to see him acting more of like the old the, the Han Solo we've seen in the old movies. So like when she asked for him to join up, um, and he's like. Um, no kid Like he just started yeah. Calling people kid All of a sudden And all that Like I think that yeah, was Pretty he's, cool uh, He's disenchanted With You know Both sides Of the combat mm-hmm. Yeah So uh, Yeah Because it touches On something <clears throat> That happens Occasionally It's pretty rare That This is a Intergalactic Combat theater 
right? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about a combat theater, like there's just a lot of things that even the original movies really didn't touch on. But the I will say that one of the early one of the one of the movies was it the first one with the Jonas, you're making you go closer to the mic. Kiss that mic. So one oh of the, my gosh. <laughs> no, you were fine. You were fine. Yeah. All right, so was it the uh the 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 first of the movies with with Ray and in the background on that on the planet that she's on, you've got a Star Destroyer that she's scavenging out of and there's a little yeah, TIE fighter and yeah, 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 on right, right, right. And so I'm like, okay, that's that's compelling. Like that's that's a story. Like that's an interesting instead of a backdrop, like the actual even though it's mm-hmm. it's huge in its scale. There's an impact greater than the Skywalker family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that, you know, there was an incestuous kiss at one point. There's a bigger story there, than yeah, that. There's so many narratives going on that aren't ever touched on. and Which I think is why I think these, store, these Star Wars stories are doing so well, because I think it hits on more of the universe itself. And kind of what you're saying, getting away from the characters, but you can see there's more of this going on throughout well, yeah, the universe. I wish they would commit to that, though. They keep, like we are saying earlier, they keep, like, bringing it back. Acting like that. This is the main narrative, right? Like the outer rim and all these people that are going to come and rescue them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. who are these people? And so what yeah, what you're saying, syndicates that are fueling the empire and are able, they're fueling their reign over these people, whether it be financially or with people or just their own power in their region of the galaxy. Which is why I love the Canto bite scene so much. <laughs> In the episode eight when they're at the casino. It just felt real, you know? It's yeah, you just really escape. felt it. But yeah, I, I I can't I can't focus. Yeah, He's we trying. know. It's okay. So my producer over here, Caleb, has a great idea. And he wants to compare he wants to compare Tony's Chewbacca to the actual Chewbacca. Sound right That's now. That's great. So, yeah. Tony, let's. You, what do you want to do first? Do you want to listen to that one first? Yeah, and let, you, yeah no. let's have the real thing first. You, where's your sound at? Can you throw it right here in the mic? This is real technical right here. Uh oh, it's going to be real. <laughs> is he drowning? <laughs> That's a really bad Chewbacca. <laughs> There it is. The last one. That is Chewbacca making his <laughs> acceptance. That's his, him making his, his acceptance speech. Oh my gosh. Peter Mayhew? Ever since you said I'm going to have a stroke, I can't talk now. <laughs> gosh, I'm so like, I'm thinking too much about it now and I can't focus. Just retire. Yeah. It's it lifetime achievement you were, award. You're, before oh. we even started recording, you're like, unique New York. New York. I was trying unique to do New York. all this. Yeah. <laughs> It's not he working. Was practicing. <laughs> How now, brown cow? How now, brown cow? Just I'm Ron Burgundy. You are Ron I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> okay, go, Tony. Not too loud. Please don't hurt my ears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> under, under pressure. No, He's having not, performance okay. issues. You're the last. <laughs> the, hold on. Chewbacca crying. <laughs> that is Chewbacca after Han died. That's a good one. That's, That's good. good. That's really good. Great. Wow. That's good. It's a full. 
Yeah. <laughs> sounds like what? What did you just like say? Sounds like my dog Sally at night. Oh my she's, god! <laughs> she's snoring. She's snoring in her bed. So, so, so what were you just saying in Wookie? Dante's. Is I feel like Jen I'm Andrew. having. I said interchesting. Interchesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very interesting point there, Tony. Welcome to the Millennial Falcon. <laughs> hey, that's the title oh of this god. episode. I, I always have the title. I know. Oh, okay. I feel bad about that. No, you're awesome. I have strokes and I can't talk, so. <laughs> <laughs> My wife was extolling Dante in his, in his um, ability to sound so uh, FM radio DJ yeah, on these podcasts. Like, she went bad. on how great. And I was like, okay, bro. And then <laughs> I heard him okay. talk. And then she said, well, he doesn't use English well. <laughs> I mean, that's not what she like said, but that's what I interpreted. Yeah. Like, he's got it all down, except the ability to harness it's, language. <laughs> it's the, it's the highest form of language where he's letting you fill in the blanks. Yes. Yeah. Is I'm it like those little brain language. games where they, like, flip a letter and your brain, like, works oh, it yeah. out? <laughs> it has the capacity. So when Dante speaks, what we're doing... <laughs> What we're doing is we're filling in the blanks of his language barriers. So this is the Ben Harrison roast. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Ben Harrison. The host, the host roast, <laughs> the host roast. What are, like we, what are we running at time wise? We're at 50 minutes. Perfect. We so got we another. Can, we got another 30. Perfect. <laughs> we could keep this thing going. I've got. I've I'm got busy. so much more criticism. This is the late night podcast. We haven't even started on Jonas and his decimal point rating system. Oh yeah. <laughs> We haven't even rated this Let's post rate production. Uh, I give it a seven point three five. Let's rate it out of. Uh, That's not even a pancake, by the way. Well, clearly, <laughs> it's a pan muffin. <laughs> are we doing? Are we doing pancake rating a for pan this cupcake for solo? Tony, why don't you do us the honors and rate this movie? Okay, so can I say five something? Of of one of my problems with ratings in general. Yes. All right, so. There's a li- Here we go. 30 minutes. Here we go, guys. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This has legitimacy, right? Hot or not. This so- is the hibernation station. <laughs> <laughs> this is what our viewers have been waiting for. So when you rate something, here's how subjective ratings are, right? Compared to what? Are we rating this 1 out of 10 like The Godfather, all right? The Godfather, let's say that's a 10. It's for sure 10. So what do we do against, so everything is, well, I guess it's an 8. It's an 8 because, well, I liked it, it, so it's subjective to that moment, not against all film at all times, like AFI is 100. So what I did last week on our podcast was I rated, and I think, I don't know if anyone else did, but I rated um, Marvel uh, Avengers Infinity War, um, I rated it compared to other Marvel movies. Yeah, in its own so, series. So within the Star, the Star Wars, Wars universe, okay, that is the Star Wars, uh, it, whatever. In the pantheon of all the movies, right? Yes. yes. It's a seven. Okay. Which so one what's, is what's higher? What's yeah. The, what's the ten of the Star Wars universe? <clears throat> Empire Strikes Back for sure. Okay. And then uh, and then I would say Empire Strikes Back's a ten. I think that's like the perfect movie. It was done so well, and then especially in the context. Then I would say the First movie, oh, New, Hope. New Hope would be a, oh, oh. would be a like a, an eight or a nine, and then Phantom Menace, of course, was a one point <laughs> one point six three. 
in Jonas rating it's so world. It's wizard, Annie. I don't even have to rate anymore. Repeat Tony's already got me. It's just three, like, three, three. Repeat, of course. <laughs> and you know what's bad Dude, about that? that? Crunch. <laughs> like I watched part of it the other day. It was on like one of the cable channels, and I watched it for a little bit. The Phantom Menace. I think it was. Yeah. It's just bad. I mean, it's like forget like the CGI is bad. The, it's the, terrible. The, the storyline is. It's just epically well, horrible. And the act, like the dialogue, is you just, just go for, for resurrecting uh, a franchise that had been gone for thirty years at the time. It seemed kind of mm, like there wasn't much effort put forth. But the thing is, is I think that there was a lot of effort. It was overdone. Oh. Like if you, there's yeah. a video. There's like a. 15-minute video of showing George Lucas like, behind the scenes of the Phantom Menace, and the whole time he's like, I think I went too far on this. And then, like, it just shows him making a slew of bad decisions, and then every single time he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have made that decision <laughs> while he's doing it. And then the last, he's talking with all these guys, and they're like, well, we have to do a final cut, and he's like, yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> like, watching this <laughs> unfold, and it's like, oh, it's but you so know, But, sad. you know, he, the problem isn't that he shoved. <laughs> it's really sad. It's not that he shoved too much, you know, too much into the story. It's that the, the microcosm of the entire problem is you have one of the top five greatest movie villains of all time is Darth Vader. Yeah. And the little turds that lead up to it is the little pod racer kid and Anakin, the, the actor played Anakin. And you're like, See, like, how is this connected? Yeah, I would just hit these guys on the head and then we'd be done with this thing and there'd be no empire and we wouldn't have this problem. Like this, this kid is not growing up to be anything scary. Like he just needs to be. He just needs to be have a little paddle and swat his britches and say, "Now you need to go back to work." That's what I would tell him. That's what we tell a lot of our staff. If he was on our staff, I would have fixed him, and he would have ended up as something productive. Like he'd have been him in what way? Well, he'd have been in. (laughs) So speaking of that, we have an Anakin called Keller on staff. Oh, that's. Uh, I like to think of him more. I'd as become more powerful than you <laughs> could ever imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, like so. literally, if he was on staff, like the best thing that could have happened to him is if he had become an imperial welder, <laughs> like not the great Lord of the Sith. He, he was like, trade. yeah, he's like this guy's on a trajectory. He'd be a really good Uber to driver. Be like, yeah, he'd have been replacing differentials on imperial walkers. That'd have been his job. Like that's where his that's the trajectory of this kid's life. Well, your focus can't be. Totally on like this one girl, and then move to conquering the galaxy. Well, apparently, if you fall in lava and burn your limbs off, (laughs) then you gain like evil powers. Like it's so I have so much PTSD. I'm going to take over and rule the universe. Like I'm just like this is just ridiculous. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. There's a good reason why George Lucas disappeared after those movies, like never to be seen again. In the the solo movie, he went to his ranch, didn't he? Well, yeah, Yeah, lived off of his billions, billions with his incredibly attractive wife. Have you seen him? He looks like he looks like a hobbit, (laughs) like a a, a spectacularly unattractive hobbit, curly hair. Yeah, and like I guarantee he's got big curly haired feet, and that look like the hair on his head. And he's got. This is where like you realize that like wealth and power. Looks like Bob Vila. 
No, Bob Vila can hammer a nail. That's true. <laughs> but do they look alike? That's the measure the of The 70s, man. you know. No, he looks more like the guy that paints on PBS. I, Bob Ross? Bob Ross. Yeah, Ross. Bob Ross. Oh, right. Bob, Ross. <laughs> Bob Ross. That's who I thought you were talking about. No, Bob <laughs> Vila looks just like him. Like, they both have the who, white. Like who the, is Bob Vila? This old house. No, it's not even worth going on. Though. Okay, don't ask. Okay, so I just don't put I just uh, I can't put George, George Lucas in the same category that's of someone that can actually hang sheetrock. <laughs> okay, so on a scale of other movies, do they have sheet rock what would you say on, on a scale of other movies? <clears throat> they do actually. Wow. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. On other movies compared metal. to hangs, that's how that's how you know Harrison Ford. He was hanging sheetrock. That's all. He was carpentry. working on a. There you go. He was working on sets as a construction worker. Yeah. So there's still a chance for me. Anyways, <laughs> join the empire. You can make a difference. <laughs> sheetrock. We need plumbers. <laughs> so on a scale of other movies, would you rate that or do you? He said seven. This movie. He said seven. So that's to the other Star Wars movies. I'm talking about just movies in general. Oh, it's solid six. Solid six. Six or seven. I mean, it's entertaining, so automatically it's in yeah. a positive category. I don't know, maybe seven. Plus something. Seven point five. You mean? Right. Yeah. Seven point three five. Seven in a fractional number. Seven point three three repeating. Um, but it's 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 course. good. But I mean, like, can we get a hey Caleb? Can you get a uh, numbers crunch on that? Sorry. I mean, it's that? no Citizen Kane. Yeah. Where's our Where's our gummy bear wrapper? Xanadu. Okay, Keller. What it's about you? <laughs> it's no Ishtar. <laughs> Is it Orson Welles? Okay, Keller. So go. What do you think? Mm. Um, well, what? There's there's nine, there's nine um, consecutive Star Wars movies, and then there's Rogue One, and then there's Solo. So that's eleven, and on a scale of ten, you can, you know, generally put put those consecutively one through ten or whatever. So I would say that this was. I, I agree. Empire Strikes Back is a ten. Um, I don't know. I honestly think entertainment-wise for me and overall feel of the movie, this was um, pretty high up there. I don't know if I'd say it was right under Empire Strikes Back for me, but I'd say it's an eight. So it's top four for me. Yeah. So Empire, Just, I, enjoy, I I could watch it multiple times and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, because it's so it's, it's super so watchable. Like, I mean, it's oh, like yeah, entertaining. Yeah. It's well, like yeah, it's I mean, a watchable movie. Watching the second time was, I mean, it was still fun because yeah. there's more Easter eggs to pick up. There's more. It so feels like the Star Wars universe. Yeah, right? it's, it's fun. But I still it's classic. But I, I, I mean, if I, I wouldn't even say is I've seen two movies in the theater in the last m- several months. Showing your age here. What? <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know. Is that like an age requirement? You don't yeah, get to go in the movie anymore? Or unless they're matinee, I guess. When you own, when you own five age. kids, yeah. you don't go to the theater that right. often. Right, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's the, fi- the age and children have nothing to do with it. I think you'd be older if you have children. Not always. Well, I mean, what the My sister, yeah, why hey, are you, why are you Teen mom. I'm not offended. It's not, it. it's not accurate. Okay. That's my problem. Well, I'm sorry, then. Listen, did you apologize? Here's the thing. You're a Kramer. You're not. <laughs> he's a George. He's a, yeah, you're a Costanza confident. and a Kramer. <laughs> exactly. You're super confident, but there's no grounding to this Costanza confidence. Costanza and Kramer are opposites. 
You're the blend of the two. It's a, a it's like really a perfect storm. You're of a hell. You are a paradox. <laughs> a jack of all trades. <laughs> okay, but master of none. Jonas, I would, I would give it a eight point. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just just because Tony's here, you're just trying to make me upset. <laughs> I'll give it an eight. <laughs> just go eight. I was going to give it some strange decimal. Well, you know that a fractional, like a fractional rating would be okay if you weren't trying to do this in pancake world. Yeah. Oh, sometimes because, you watch a lot of people that eat pancakes around here. They eat We've, only fractional amount of pancakes. That's true. Your but, children. <laughs> Yo, your children. <laughs> Showing your age. Oh, my gosh. So you said an eight point what? Three, three? We'll just give it an eight. We'll just go just eight. A, just a good eight. Yeah. That's it? I, I loved it. I'll definitely own it. I'll watch it many times. I'll watch it over many other Star Wars movies. If I'm just sitting around and be like, I just want to get my fix of Star Wars, Han Solo will probably be one of my top. Mm-hmm. Top, stop, top, top top picks. Yeah. That I'll just well, I would throw I think on. I think I'm going to say, kind of with Tony, I'm on a seven. I think it was really good. Um, okay, dude. But I think I think it would be fourth best too. I think it's a seven, um, just because I think it's entertaining all that stuff. I mean, it's different. It's not really. It doesn't feel like it's that much. It feels like it's part of the Star Wars um, world, but it's not. If that makes sense. It's it's independent. Yeah, enough, yeah. But I think I mean I would I would watch it five more where, times. Where would it. you five place times, Rogue One in it? Like, in what? What would you, you rate Rogue One in? Um, One. on my scale. <laughs> one, I probably put like five or six. I really enjoyed really? that one. I did. I liked it a lot because I think it it just the way it led up to New Hope was great. It mm. had its drawbacks. You hated it, really? Wow! I would love to hear why. We have a guest. We have a guest. We have another guest. A guest. We guest have from the share shadows. the mic. Come on, talk. Share the mic. Come on, Josh. All right, Come on, Josh. Josh. I was born in the dark. It, it, it was the, the question, the answer that no, no one was asking. They, they wedged it in there, and it, it didn't help anybody. And the end was so depressing. Yeah, but I think that was what I liked about it so much was it was kind of a movie that it showed, like, all these other movies are so hopeful and stuff like that. This was more of a gritty, like, it actually shows, like, what the rest of the universe was is a kind of feeling as like people are dying and this is actually what's happening. It's not all oh we have a couple guys that could save us, uh, save us and stuff. I can't I can't Sorry. focus when you squeaky chairs here, squeaky chairs. But I think it it just makes it seem more real, like the whole Star Wars universe real. I think it makes the the New Hope feel more. Um, Important, I guess. Like, like what they did with the plans was more important it because all these people weight. died. Yeah, yeah. It, added yeah. it added a sense of hopelessness, but there were drawbacks. Well, yeah. There's, I mean, it's not perfect by any means, but I, th- I think it was a really good so and it's necessary. A five, yeah, yeah. So, and I think they but did. Out of the genre, none of them were like that. So it's like in in terms of like what they were selling, mm-hmm. that was the one that was just kind of like out there. Yeah, out of rim. Outer rim, the thumb. Yeah, but I feel like oh. I feel like they did answer a question of how did they get the tapes? 
Just that one question in a one line. Many Bothans is it the yeah many Bothans, Bothans died. died. Bothans yeah, yeah. The, the one line, and they never even talked about Bothans in the in the. So yeah, and technically, Bothans are like these they dwarf-like creatures who have really high intelligence, and they're hackers. They mentioned it once. Um, yeah, so it doesn't make any sense. So that's why they didn't bring it in, because like according to the old canon. They were, like I said, a bunch of high intelligent creatures that all that hacked. doesn't make sense. So, because so what, Josh's point is actually even more poignant to this I is that the that. question that was asked was like the one line, many Bothans died to get these plans. So, that's the movie was formed around that, and it didn't even deal with it. Them. Yeah, it, it was the same uh, <clears throat> obscure reference, basically, like in, in, uh, was it A New Hope that, that was referenced? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was referenced one time. By General... Um, General Dodonna. Yeah. And um, then in this new movie, which we thought was going to answer the question, it was it was the same reference. It was referenced in passing by General Dodonna as, like, all oh, the Bothans are going to, to aid this, yeah. this mission order. Instead, it was this ragtag group that was as... Like, the movie had some compelling pieces to it, but the little team that they put together, like this is the most uninteresting group of people. Like the Spaniard. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was yeah, great. I thought it was great. I loved it. I, I enjoyed the movie. It'd be great if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it. Okay. It, it gives so me gave it. gives me a new hope like the group of what of I can do. Predators. <laughs> It was, it was a lot like, I mean, yeah, it's like, Dylan, Dylan, you <laughs> son of a <laughs> bicep shot. What does the CIA have you pushing too many pencils? <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, There's a new do you guys want to know, according right. to like Rotten Tomatoes and like IMBD, what the, what their list I is? I couldn't care less, but yeah, go ahead. Hit us with it. No, I, I, I care. Anymore. Yeah, I hit care. us with it. I want to hear. I want to hear. Two. I know that our our friends from Canada care. <laughs> the top two are Star Wars Rebels, the TV show, and Star Wars Clone wait, wait, Wars. Wait, sorry, they're ranking all. They're these? ranking everything in the canon of this right now. Our this producer is, is killing it right now. Um, wow. Star Wars Clone Wars is the next one. Wait, wait, wait. What's the first one? Star Wars Rebels. Wait, TV is this show. from top to bottom? This is like top best to bottom. To worst? The best cartoon. To worst. This is according to the critics. The, yes. hold on. So you the should cartoon. pay attention to the cartoons. No, I shouldn't. The TV no. show. Just because these dipsticks think it's relevant. <laughs> Who are the critics? Think with your dipsticks, Jimmy. Are, these critics are... Are they critical thinkers? They are 200 plus critics. Now, it's the TV oh, shows... These are people who have not... <sighs> the TV shows usually only have like 10 or 20 critics, so don't worry about that. But in the movies, it goes Empire Strikes Back, of course, New Hope, and then it's Force Awakens coming in third. Fourth is Last Jedi. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Rogue One is fifth. Ooh. Return of the Jedi is sixth, episode three, then Solo, then episode two, and then episode one. That's how it goes. Okay. Do you know what people, people don't like Return of the Jedi for one reason. Ewoks. Yeah, Ewoks. But let me tell you why it was brilliant. Ewoks are the reason why people hate that movie. But it was actually one. It was brilliant from a marketing standpoint because it sucked in all the children all that the young people, were not that hadn't grown up in the in the, in the movies. The second, but the other part of it, the reason why it was, but the reason why it was so good was the Jabba storyline was great. It's fantastic, and 
when in the whole confrontation with Luke and the Emperor and Darth. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it better than most of anything this out. We we fixate on the one part which is was this. Okay, come on, guys. We're come on, D Law. Dark. It's butterfingers. I think it's athleticism, it's not, before not go, vision. Before you move Sports. on, we were just talking about this, and the reason why just taking off. The reason why they used Ewoks was because originally George Lucas wanted to use um, Wookiees. the Wookiees as it, but at the time he said they had grown too technological, so they're not primitive enough. So that's why he designed the Ewoks because it was the the primitive taking down the Empire, which is the all powerful technological. Um, enemy. So, so that's Woodstock, baby, seventies. And the Wookiees were enslaved. Yeah, so Woodstock worked. <laughs> <laughs> and then go ahead. The <laughs> the the downfall of the Empire. Was Woodstock? Yeah, I mean that's they did it. They did it, man. <laughs> they did it, man. That's our podcast, Jimi Hendrix. There, folks. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix lit up his guitar and just struck down the empire with the a couple Ewoks. strokes on his strings. Janis Joplin <laughs> from the Ewoks. Royce was there. <laughs> no, Royce tried to be there. Then his dad stopped him. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, yes. hitchhiking in Kansas. <laughs> We're not getting into not that. a good place to hitchhike. But anyways, you want to keep yeah. talking about because your your kids absolutely love Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, what? Return, what? Return, Return of the Jedi. Sorry, I, got, I was looking at all the titles. Sorry. Yeah, so they love Jedi because of the Ewoks and because of all the, like, it's, they, they love The walkers, as you say, they love yeah, they the lo- walkers. Yeah, the walkers, but that was more of uh, Empire. Empire. I mean, that was the, the, as Sam says, the ATSTs. <laughs> That's all he calls them, the ATSTs. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's actually an We need to build them uh, one. You know, I don't want to be we need to debating build my four and a half year old. Like a treehouse that looks like S-T-A-T one. STAT is, is a vehicle, though. It, it is, but it's he's he's improperly naming it. Know, but the ad-ats are what he likes, but he calls it ATSTs. Don't make fun of your your three-year-old child. <laughs> he's four and a half. Oh, he's I'm just sorry. small. And secondly, <laughs> that's my he's point. I'm not going to debate him on this because he'll argue with me, <laughs> like everybody else. I wonder where he family. gets that from. <laughs> his wife. His he's similar to his <laughs> wife. His <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually he just got married. He's about to move out. <laughs> oh, it's about time. <laughs> Speaking those of redheads time. are old spirits. <laughs> Speaking of about time and redheads, what a great movie! What <laughs> about time? The movie? Oh, it's yeah. got a redhead in Sorry, it. Yeah. I lost you there. Never, never saw it. <laughs> okay. Great movie. Anyways. Is anything else about Solo we want to talk about? I'm sure we lost about everybody since then. Oh, gosh. Oh. Love it. It's great. (laughs) It was a great time. Well, folks. Good time was in It was. This is the Hungry Bear Podcast. We are so excited uh, for you guys watching us. (laughs) Just kidding. Saw it on the radio. (laughs) Listening to us. Um, Keller, do you want to plug some um, some stuff for us, our sponsors? Yeah, well, I was pulling it up, and you, you went to me way too soon. Way too early. Um, well, this week's sponsor is <laughs> by Perrier. A of sponsors that we have to look up. Perrier from Source France. Oh, we did get a sponsor. Um, shout oh, out to Buffalo Jackson. Yeah. Ben Moore, um, oh. our former co-worker. He sent me, he Venmoed me some money to be a sponsor on yeah, our how show. much was that? It was one dollar. <laughs> um, and I'll tweet a screenshot of it. He bought us a candy <laughs> bar for this week's. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh yeah, so we've been kind of getting back on the social media train. Follow us at Hungry Bear Pod, not at the Hungry Bear Pod. 
just at Hungry Bear Pod. Uh, shirts coming soon. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be putting up polls there, so um, join in on the fun. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Uh, like and review us on iTunes. All that good stuff. Um, we need your validation if we're going to keep doing this because uh, it's not fun enough to do it for, for its own sake. We'll keep so. doing it regardless. <laughs> Every Friday, baby. Tony, do you have any closing statements you want to? Yeah, yeah what's, what's been entertaining you? I think the overall, um, as far as tonight specifically or in the general context what of the podcast. Just on. answer. Hard to find entertaining elements to this. I will say, crisis here. <laughs> I will say, two movies a um, five months is not good enough. <laughs> I actually saw three. Wow, I saw Congrats, well, man. but not at the theater. I saw, the I saw, I saw, so I saw the Avengers movie. Yeah, and that was that was really good. I would oh, say that's we'll like talk a, about that next that's week. like a. It's already covered. It's our. I would say that's a nine. Wow. I saw I saw Black Panther. Yeah, I wanted you to talk about this. If there's not a more overrated movie <laughs> in the history yes. of movie dumb, yes. it was so, like, just a snoozer. I fell asleep, and of course I saw it on, you know, on demand, so I guess that doesn't count. But I no. fell asleep three times trying to get through this bore, and I thought, gosh, this is the movie that everyone is, like, crying out that it's greatness and I'm going what what exactly happened here that was worth getting excited about so and also maybe the worst villain in all of movie history yes Thank so he's that he's that he's like Killmonger he's the Marvel Universe Anakin so I don't oh, yes yes exactly. angst wow. ridden child that well grows spoken. up and he's upset and I'm so sure he's said going this to in episode three you did not no we I said did. we did no, we I don't. Didn't. I don't know if we, we specifically, specifically no, said it. Great point. Yeah. I well said. Here's what I'm entertained by tonight: just the opportunity to glean from the great cultural and pop knowledge of the brilliance of the Hungry Bear podcast. Thank you, man. Wow. What an escape! Oh, wow. It is. And I will what say that honor. you've got the best producer in podcast history. Yeah. Right? Wow. So. Hall. Good thing he's staying on for <laughs> fall, right? Yeah, he doesn't have a lot. <laughs> he like smiles and like was well, no, 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 not. Yep. Well, if his family listened to it, which we know they're not, but if they were listening to this, they might be shocked. Now, now they might. Uh, now that you're on it, I mean, yeah, this this may be our. I will new, say that you know, you've got a shot this now. Might be the tee off, the tee off to the the rest of our lives. You might be up there with cereal and uh, this American Life. <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> you know, you heard it here, folks, first. Like twenty minutes from where I live, or, or uh, I know S-town. it did. S-town, yeah, yeah, S-town. S-town. yeah, because like I see the similarities. Oh. <laughs> That's like it's, my dad's side of the family. Yeah, uh, it's your genetic strain is just coming out all over the place I, all the time, and we're redeeming it. Now I get Keller the Doggett. These are the interesting points of the Hungry Bear Podcast. <laughs> well, guys, thank time. you for listening. I think it's time that we. We wind down. Let's go hit up the massage the cantina. Yeah. Well, guys. Let's go, go to, let's thanks go again. Hit up Canto Bite. And um, this is the Hungry Bear Podcast. Enjoy it. <laughs> Good night. Breakfast, Breakfast has been served. Breakfast has been eaten. <laughs> Bye. Good morning, sun. Good morning, sun. How